0: In the year 2006, the famous Filipino boxing fighter Manny Pacquiao fought against Eric Morales III in Las Vegas, Nevada. The fight was the third and final installment of Pacquiao-Morales boxing trilogy. Morales won the first fight in March 2005 by a 12-round unanimous decision Their second fight took place in January 2006 and was billed. The battle continues. Pacquiao won the fight by a technical knockout in the 10th round. So they are tied. And if you are a boxing boxing fan like me, um, I can imagine how excited you are as the day of the final match approaches. Although I'm a boxing fan, fan of Mari Pacquiao, I was not able to watch the fight. I remember, I just listened to a radio station, but as I listened to the fight that is going on, I remember how fast and how loud the, the beat of my heart is. And then I rejoiced and I was so happy because he won the game on the third round via technical knockout. And after a day I watched the news over the TV and discovered that almost all the busiest road in the most congested place in Metro Manila and all over the Philippines was free of traffic because most Filipinos were watching the fight. Filipinos all over the place celebrates. I saw that on TV. They were shouting, they were clapping, they were even hugging each other whom they do not know. They were so happy. The victory of Manny Pacquiao has become the victory of all Filipinos. I can imagine this must be the same intense atmosphere as you are watching your own favorite sports game or sports match. You probably shouted, jump, clap, hit the air whenever your team scores on the screen. And you probably remember how fast your heart beats, how high your shout is, how loud your clapping is, when your team won the game. As excited as you are and me, I imagine that the psalmist of Psalms 98 have the same kind of joy and triumphant and victorious feelings as he encourages God's people to shout loudly to play melodious instrument and to sing triumphantly because of the Lord's victory. And as natural as someone who celebrates the victory of his favorite sports match or sports team, I mean, God's people should naturally celebrate with joy in praising the Lord for his victory. So this is what Psalms 98 is talking about is what I want you to bring home today. King Jesus has triumphed, so give him praise. This will be our main idea. King Jesus has triumphed, so give him praise. And I divided our text today into three parts to see this idea. And there are three points that I would like to uh, tell you or teach you about this text. In verse 1 to 3, It talks about the reasons for praise. The reasons for praise. Verse 4 to 6 is the occasion of praise. The occasion of praise. And then in the last three verses, verses verses 7 to 9, is the anticipations of praise. The anticipation of praise. So now let's look on the first three verses of our passage. Psalms 98 verse 1 To 3 and see why God is worthy of praise because there are many reasons to praise him. Sing a new song to the Lord for he has performed wonders. His right hand and holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made known, has made his victory known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. The reasons for praise. Why do God's people sing to the Lord? As what we can see today, we sing to the Lord. Visit several churches and you will see that singing to the Lord is part of the life of God's people similarly our text today begins with an instruction sing a new song to the lord and the similarity between what we do today and what the psalmist is encouraging tells that singing to the lord is a normal activity of god's people so just imagine psalms 98 like there's a song leader like john leading us and singing to the lord instructing us what to do next what to say next what to shout to the lord and what to sing to the lord what kind of singing does the song leader encourages the people to sing according to our passage in verse one only singing which is unto the lord they sing to the lord and for the lord they sing to the lord and for the lord And we can see this instruction all over the Bible. Just browse through the book of Psalms and you can see that this is exactly the same instruction that you can see in every passages. For example, Psalms 33 verse 3, Psalms 96 verse 1, Psalms 98 verse 1, Psalms 144 verse 9, all of these passages says the same thing in the beginning. Sing a new song to the Lord. And the Bible anticipates that this activity will continue until the very last day of time. And we just read a while ago in Revelation chapter 5 about the singing of God's redeemed that will happen in the last day. It says, and they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slaughtered. And you purchase people for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. So what can we see in the Bible? We see that singing to the Lord is a normal part of God's life. That's why we sing to churches today. It's a normal activity of God's people. We can see that this is the instruction of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament churches. Just read Ephesians and Colossians. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 specifically, Paul said that speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord. So singing to the Lord is something that God's people do Normally. And because singing has been the normal part of God's people's life, we may wonder what is the reason for singing to the Lord. Why do we sing to the Lord? Listen to the purpose statement that the psalmist gives us in Psalms 98 verse 1. It says that, sing a new song to the Lord, for He has performed wonders. His right arm and the holy arm have won him victory. According to the psalmist, God's people sing to the Lord to declare the wondrous and victorious works of God's hand. God's people sing to the Lord because God is worthy of praise. We sing to the Lord because He is worthy. That's what we sang a while ago. Is He worthy? He is worthy. Now, what makes the Lord worthy of praise? According to the psalmist, it is because of his victory. Verse 1 to 3, look at verse 1 to 3 of our passage. The word victory dominates every sentences of this passage. Verse 1, the psalmist tells us that his holy arm won him victory. Verse 2, the victory of the Lord has revealed His righteousness. And in verse 3, all the ends of the earth have seen God's victory. But not only in Psalms 98. The victory of the Lord permits every passage of Psalm. Just browse again to the book of Psalm. You will read many victories recorded by King David, by Isaac, by the sons of Korah whenever they sing to the Lord. And there are many victories of the Lord recorded in the Bible. For example, God's victory over the people of the walled city of Jericho. For example, God's victory over the Canaanite kings through the leading of Joshua. That's what we talk about in our equipping class in the morning. God's victory over the Midianites through Gideon and his 300 men. And we can read in Exodus about God's victory over the Egyptians through the leading of Moses. And that's why Moses and the Israelites sing unto the Lord in Exodus 15 verse 1. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. And then he told his congregation, reminded them that he has thrown the horse and its riders into the sea. Because of the victory of the Lord, according to the psalmist, we should praise the Lord because He is worthy. And the victory of the Lord also communicates us something about the Lord. It communicates us who God is. The first thing that we can see here is that the God who rules heaven and earth is a righteous God. He is righteous. And God's people should sing and praise to him, because of his love and faithfulness to them. So let's look at the first one. Why he's worthy of praise, and he is worthy of our singing, it is because of his righteousness. Let's go back to the sports match that we talked about a while ago. Victory doesn't only communicate joy and celebration. Victory also communicates. The defeat of those people who lost, they don't feel great about the outcome or the result of the game. So victory is a friend to the winners, but an enemy to those who lose. In Psalms 98, God's victory is a celebration to his people, but God's victory is a defeat for those who are sinners and rebellious to him. And so God's victory reveals who He is, that He is righteous. His righteousness shines brightly over all the nation. He displays His glory. He displays who He is. And people should surrender from their rebellion and pledge their allegiance to God. God is righteous. That's why He is worthy of praise. While the victory of the Lord reveals His righteousness to the nation, the victory of the Lord communicates His love and faithfulness to His people. That's why God's people should sing to Him and praise Him, because of His love and faithfulness. That's what Psalms 98 reminds Israel about the victory of the Lord, because God remembered His love and faithfulness towards them. And so what is this? communicating to God's people it's communicating that God has a special relationship to his people He he has a covenant relationship with them and because of this God's people should also respond to him they should respond to him in adoration they should respond to him with their loving devotion, with their service to God, with their faithfulness They should love the Lord with all their hearts, with all their minds, with all their souls, and with all their strength. Because the victory of the Lord reminds them about their relationship to God. Now think about the ways we understand what we do inside the church today. Why do we sing songs in the church? When I was still an unbeliever, I used to ask myself, Why do church people always sing songs? Why do they stand and sing and then sit down and then stand again and sing? Singing in the church felt strange to me. I am a guitar uh, player. And so I sing songs outside the church. It just feels natural to me. But I felt embarrassed whenever I whenever I think that someone would discover me playing my guitar, singing churches, songs. Why did I feel that way before? The reason is because singing to God is not natural. It's not natural for an unbeliever. The unbeliever cannot sing naturally to the Lord. Just as it is unnatural for the opponent team to cheer to their, to their opponents, it is unnatural for an unbeliever to sing to the Lord. It's just like cheering, an un- a person cheering, uh, shouting for Morales in the midst of Pacquiao fans. What do you think will happen? It's very unnatural for him to do that. So why is it natural for Christians to sing to God? It's because singing to the Lord gives way to freshly express what we think and what we feel towards God. Singing gives expression to our relationship to God. Singing helps us to remember that we can cheer naturally with your teammates, that you can shout loudly, unashamed, that even if you are a bad singer, you can sing to the Lord with joy. Just as it is very natural for a sports watcher to sing, We will, we will rock you, or we are the champion, my friend. It's very natural for them. It is very natural for God's people to sing with their team members, with their brothers and sisters to the Lord, declaring the victory of the Lord. So let me ask you this question. Do you... Feel embarrassed when you sing church songs? Can you naturally celebrate God through singing together with the rest of the church? Maybe this is a good start to check our understanding of what we do in the church. Maybe you need to know more about the victory of the Lord. What is the victory of the Lord that He has won so that it will be natural for you to sing to the Lord? And that is why it is very important to ask what is our understanding of God's victory. People today often talk about living a victorious life. We think of victory as something related to our status in life. We think of victory as something related to our achievements in life. We think of victory as something that we need to gain. And the fresh expression of our celebration only happens once we become someone, or once we achieve what we want to get, or once we gain the things we want to have in life. And Instead of a fresh expression of praise, singing to the Lord in the church, the content of our hearts is the expression towards God that goes like this, God, if only you can make me rich, then I will be finally peaceful. If only God can give me a spouse, then I can finally be happy. If only God can give me my dream job, then I can give my time to Him. If only can God do this, if only can God give this, and if only can God change this, then I will be finally a person who can celebrate in the Lord. Are we like this? Brothers and sisters, this is not the victory that the Bible defines to us. The victory of the Lord is something that has God for us in the person of Jesus Christ. Psalms 98 tells us that it is a remembrance of the love and faithfulness of God to the house of his people. It is God's relationship with his people through the covenant that he has made with them that gives them Ways to praise the Lord because God has won it for them. Christians, Psalms 98 points us to to the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. We do not sing to the Lord because we want to achieve something from the Lord. Or we do not sing to the Lord so that we earn our way to God. The psalmist reminds us that the purpose of our singing to the Lord is to have a fresh expression of declaring the salvation of Jesus Christ. Declaring who God is. Jesus Christ has defeated sin and death for us. That's the reason why we should give praise to the Lord. Observe the songs that we just sang a while ago. All the redeemed washed by his blood, come and rejoice in his great love, says all creatures of our God and King. How about the song, Crown Him with Many Crowns? We sang together, Awake my soul and sing of Him who died for me and hail Him as thy matchless King through all eternity. And though these songs may get old, the contents of these songs help us to freshly sing them like a new song to the Lord. That's why we shouldn't be complaining. We always sing old songs in the church. Sing old songs like a new song to the Lord, declaring His salvation. All the other victories of the Lord recorded in the Bible is just a context of how God will fulfill His promise of redemption. The real victory of the Lord that is promised in Exodus of God's people is that when God freed us from the slavery of sin and death, the real victory of the Lord killing Goliath is the killing of the sin that we cannot beat by ourselves. God has sent a better David, and he is no other than Jesus Christ who killed sin and death for us so that we can have life and we can rejoice the victory of the Lord. There are many more to tell in the Bible. Hebrews 2.17 says that He suffered to atone for our sins and obtained mercy for us. And whoever believes in Him, according to John 3.16, shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is the victory of God through Jesus Christ that God's people should sing to church. And you should sing it at home also you should sing to the lord freely rejoice the god of your salvation and so let me ask you once again what is the content of your heart today when you sing to the lord brothers and sisters jesus has triumphed and he is worthy of our praise psalms 98 gives us the reason for praise But it talks about the occasion of praise. Let's read verse 4 to verse 6 of our passage. Let the whole earth shout to the Lord. Be jubilant. Shout for joy and sing. Sing to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and melodious song. With the trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord our King. This passage tells us that there is an occasion to praise the Lord for. The occasion is every day because the Lord has won us victory. But let's look to the storyline of the Bible and see what are the occasions that God's people started shouting, singing, and rejoicing to the Lord. The psalmist, as he continued giving instruction in his song leading, he said that shout joyfully with triumphant shout. Sing joyfully. Use musical instruments. Blast the sound of the, the horn or the trumpet. And when an Israelite is reading this passage, any Israelite would be able to determine what kind of shouting is happening in this song. It is a shouting of those people who are work, welcoming or greeting their king who has triumphed. They are welcoming someone who has brought home the victory. Like the one who came from the battle. They are the one welcoming King David. Rejoicing that he has won victory for them. So the Israelites know that this rejoicing is for welcoming a king that has triumphed. For them. But the interesting thing here in Psalms 98, verse 4, is that the psalmist said, Let the whole earth shout to the Lord. The psalmist did not limit his invitation to the Israelites only, but he extended his invitation to the whole earth to shout triumphantly to the presence of our Lord and King. The invitation has been opened to many. And in the New Testament, we can see a fulfillment of the prophecy written in Zechariah 9 9 that describes the same kind of triumphal rejoicing in welcoming a king. The people of Jerusalem greeted Jesus Christ when he entered their city. And let me read for you Matthew 21, starting verse 4. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, see, your king is coming to you, gentle, and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, and the fold of a donkey. So the disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, then they laid their clothes on them, and he, being Jesus, sat on them. And then a very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. The people of Israel welcomed their king. Matthew 21 the one that we just read, describes the same rejoicing written in Psalms 98 when Israel welcomes their king. However, Psalms 98 describes that we can now know that Jesus Christ is king not only of Israel, but king over all creation. And the good news of Psalms 98 is that the king invites even his enemies, even his enemies to come and join the rejoicing of his people. Matthew 22 tells us that while Jesus was describing the kingdom of heaven, he compared it to a king who had a wedding banquet for his son. Matthew 22 verses says, Then he told his servants, The banquet is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go then to where the roads exceed the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. Brothers and sisters, this parable points to the day when the invitation to rejoice for the king has been opened to us, has been opened to you and for me. And the invitation to the occasion of praise has been open to all people because King Jesus is king over all creation. He came and accomplished the work of God's redemption by dying for our sin. He was buried, but after three days he rose again to life. For many days he was hid with his disciples before he ascends to heaven into his throne. And now, brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ has that authority in heaven and on earth. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, All authority has been given to me in heaven. And on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them everything I have commanded you So brothers and sisters those who have been, who have been baptized by the Lord in Jesus Christ to be belonging to his people you can rejoice because the invitation to praise the Lord has been opened to us King Jesus has triumphed and he is worthy of praise. So let me ask you these questions. How man- mindful are you that King Jesus is sitting now in his throne? Do you celebrate that he is our king? My dear friends, when a king ascends to his throne, know that those who are opposed to him will need to surrender and bow down before him. Will you fear him who has the authority over us today? My dear brothers and sisters, because King Jesus is seated on his throne, the call of the psalmist is to offer him praise and celebrate his kingship. Psalms 98 is a reminder that the king rules and reigns, and it doesn't encompass only Israel, it encompasses everyone of us living around the world. It even encompasses the four corners of your home, the four corners of your office, the four corners of this world. The king's rule is not limited. And the king rules not only on Sundays. He rules also on Mondays. He rules on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays. He rules every day of our life. He is not king only when we come to the church. He is king everywhere. He is king even in the time that we are alone. So my dear friend, have you understand who Jesus is? What is the purpose of singing of the church during Sunday singing? Well, we sing to God because he is king over all creation. We celebrate him who saved us by dying for our sin and has given us perfect righteousness. But for those who are rebellious, you need to to repent from your sin and to surrender to King Jesus. King Jesus has triumphed and he is worthy of praise. So King Jesus is worthy of praise. The question is, what about those who does not acknowledge Jesus as King? When we look around today, we can see that many people don't care, even if Jesus Christ is King. They would say, so, what if Jesus came? Life continues as it is, and I'm happy with my life. This is what most non-Christians say, to discourage us. And sometimes they can, can influence us but the last passage of our text gives us the motivation to continue praising the lord because aside from peoples the assurance that the lord will be praised in the last days is that the creation will shout his praise and the creation together with god's redeemed should anticipate the praise of the king this will be our last point for today which will be found in 7 to 9 verses of our passage. So let's read again. Psalms 98, 7-9 Let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it, resound. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord, for He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world righteously and the peoples fairly. The anticipations of praise. According to verse 9, the motivation for praising the Lord comes from the promise of His coming. For He is coming, says the psalmist. And there are several anticipations that we can see from this passage. Number one is the anticipation of restoration. Observe that in verse 7, instead of continuously describing how people should praise the Lord, The psalmist now shifted his call for the nature, for the creation, to praise the Lord. Let the sea and all its creatures in it, let the land and all that lives in it, let the rivers and all its living things together with the mountains, all of them were called by the psalmist to shout for joy when the Lord come to judge the earth. Brothers and sisters, this is amazing that not only people can praise the Lord, but His creation also can praise the Lord. Among the many passages in the Bible that gives us encouragement, gives Christians an encouragement, can be found in Romans chapter 8 verse 19 and verse 20. The creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. God's children, together with the whole creation, anticipates the praise of King Jesus in the last day. This passage looks back into the beginning of time when the earth was cursed because of man's disobedience, because of Adam's sin. But it also looks forward on the day when King Jesus Christ will finally bring home his victory. Psalms 98 gives us the reason to praise the Lord. Because even creation, even if you don't praise the Lord, creation will shout to the Lord. Look with me in Luke chapter 19, verse 37. The whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. They had seen the miracles of Jesus Christ. And they said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. They were praising Jesus. And some of the Pharisees from the crowd told Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered them, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. These people, the Pharisees, did not respond in submission to King Jesus in joyful praise. But our king said that even if the whole humanity doesn't give praise to him, the stones together with the whole creation will shout his praise brothers and sisters we can give praise to the lord because he is the king over all creation and so let's go back to the question that i gave a while ago what about those who doesn't acknowledge jesus as king well i would tell you that psalms 98 the psalm is the song leader tells you that you can anticipate the Lord's response to you. Psalms 98 verse 9 says that the king will fairly reward each person according to their response to the king. Each person will be judged fairly. For the mouth of King Jesus himself has said in John chapter 5 verse 24, Truly I tell you, anyone who hears my word And believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Brothers and sisters, the main song leader, King Jesus Christ himself, is calling you, inviting you to give him praise. Because if you do, if you believe him and the one who sent him, you will have eternal life. You will not come under his judgment, but will pass from death to life. You can rejoice and praise him. Because King Jesus has triumphed and will come back to complete his victory. Brothers and sisters, give him praise. Because of this, let me ask you this question. Are you living in light of the victory that King Jesus has won? in his death and resurrection? Are we living our lives in light of his return? There are times I can understand that it is hard to sing to the Lord when we have a bad Sunday morning. It is hard to celebrate when our circumstances are not to our liking. But Psalms 98 calls us to rejoice in the Lord in light of God's victory. Even when that victory doesn't seem visible in our current situation in life, we should remind ourselves that King Jesus will do what is right. He will come and bring home His victory. That's why, brothers and sisters, it is important to sing to the Lord. Because singing to the Lord helps us to be reminded who He is and what He has done. That is why, brothers and sisters, it is important that we gather together every Sunday because we can sing to God and sing to one another, reminding of the victory of the Lord. We will be reminded of His love and faithfulness toward His people. We will be reminded that He has forgiven us our sin. We will be reminded that we are righteous in His sights. We will be reminded that He has restored us. We are not anymore broken. He will finally heal our diseases. He will give us life. He will restore our peace. Psalms 98 encourages you to give praise to the King. So what is your anticipation, brothers and sisters? Is your mind set for things on earth? Or on things that are from above? Fix your eyes. On Jesus, meditate on his promises, anticipate his return, leave your life anchored to the victory that our King Jesus has won for us. Sing to the Lord and give him praise because King Jesus has triumphed. The Lord is worthy of praise because he is Lord and our King. King Jesus is now seated on his throne And he will come again to bring many sons to glory. All peoples of the earth are called to repent from their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ. All people of God should give praise to him. Is he worthy to receive honor, power, and glory? Brothers and sisters, he is worthy. King Jesus has triumphed, so give him praise.